Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And a cheer. Oh, there you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you could not tell, we didn't have a can today to nope. open. That's because we are apparently live on location. Live at Trading Post Brewery on uh, 64th Ave here in Langley. The OG Brewery of Langley. Yeah. Uh, three out of the four of us at this table either work here or used to work here. Yeah, I never work here. I, I used to. You're the, you're the not for uh, Oh, you used to work here. Yeah, this is... I started here when I moved. To I thought you started at the eatery. The chicken sandal, oh, baby. Yeah, I mean, I guess technically. Yeah, yeah I still drink. I know, he's trying to, <laughs> trying to act like he's one of us. Get, get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Uh, we so have a guest. We do have a guest. Our second guest, I think? Uh, I mean, technically, third, technically, technically third, third, because I he was a guest, Adolfo was a guest, and then he just decided he was going to be on the podcast. Yeah, that's true. Forced my way in, yeah. sent an email, I was like, listen, <laughs> here's what's happening. Uh, we're with uh, Sean Kilby, uh, head brewer of Trading Post. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for joining us. Um, so yeah, we are just going to uh, do our usual thing. Talk about sports. Yes. Talk about beer. Um, that's what first, we do. First, we'll let Sean tell us a little bit about the beer. What are we drinking? drinking and featuring tonight? So we are drinking raspberry chocolate porter. Uh, it's a traditional like, classic English style porter and just a raspberry chocolate I get a lot more raspberry than I was anticipating. Yeah. Was this kind of inspired by like a uh, black forest cake? Is that kind of the idea? Uh, a little bit. The raspberry and chocolate go well together. Yeah. 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 Definitely do. For the winter. So kind of just all. And you guys are have come to be known for your uh, raspberry beers. Yes. That's raspberry wheat ale being one of them. Yes. So. Quite. <laughs> yeah. Quite. Quite the popular beer. Yeah, the raspberry really caught me off guard. I definitely yeah. smell the chocolate, like the malty darkness, and then you get that raspberry like right in there. It's, it's good. Yeah. It's a change of pace. The pleasant thing about it is that like there's a lot of raspberry and there's like a lot of dark malt character, but it's not. Astringent. It's not sour. Just quite nice. Yeah. It's not metally, which I find some some stouts can be. Yeah. This yeah. is this is pretty smooth. Yeah. Cheers. It's very good. Very good. It's good beer, people. Um, get it in beer nerds out there. Tell us a little bit about you know, the brewery process. So what makes a porter porter? The porter is one of the older styles. Came in the eighteen hundreds. There was like a working man here in England. Uh, so it was essentially the precursor to a mild. So workers would go have a couple of beers at lunch, and they go back to work after it. And it was a lighter style that they could easily have without. So it's like Check it out. Uh, so, sounds like a treat. So it's a light, if you want to call it a light stout, I guess, not that far off. Uh, essentially, it's new ghost characteristics in a porter. Yeah. That's kind of what differentiates it from a stout. So, that was going to be a follow up question. What is the difference between a stout and a porter? Exactly. I find that there's people use them interchangeably. Yeah. yeah. Like, porters are. Generally, 6% ABV, generally close to 5. I mean, you'd be hard-pressed okay. to find someone that would tell you definitive answers about 
most vowels, most, most brewers even don't even yeah. have a definitive a answer. Yeah. Very point. Same, same, but different kind of thing. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Tasty beer. I'm trying to get on the wiki to be able to look up sports info because I need it. What do you. Um, Nick, you had a couple questions for Sean, right? Yeah. Uh, so, for those out there listening who don't know you, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Sean. Why did you uh, get into beer? Why did you think brewing a malt liquid was something you could make a career out of? Well, first of all, I'm a gay. Okay. Cool. Uh, but to go all the way back to uh, 2005, turned 19, and I ate it here. So I just, then I could go to the liquor store. I, from what I know, I needed beer because my dad just drank turbo beer. Yeah. He drank through his light, and I hated it. It was disgusting. So I never knew good tasting beer. So when I was allowed to, I went to the liquor stores and just tried beers around the world. Every couple of weeks, I'd go buy just different six pack of beers around the world, and I started getting custom to it. Yeah. And eventually, I grabbed beers so I could get from it. Yeah. I just liked different selections, so I started tasting more. Was there a, like an epiphany beer for you? Was there something that you tried and you said, holy yeah, shit, I actually like this stuff? The original one was probably Hobart. Oh, yeah. 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 It was just different than anything you could ever get here. Yeah. It was just half of the So when the one or two pubs with my friends yeah. had Hobart on the tap, that's what we turned Yeah. It was different. Hobart is a nice beer. Yeah. Hobart is a very nice citrusy beer. Yeah. That was the first one, and then the second one, the craft beer, was when I got my hands on a canteen. Yeah, that was kind of the, the holy grail. Then the next one. Yes. Yeah. 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 I was just going to ask that question too. I was like, what was the beer that you had that you're like, huh, they're not all gross tasting watered down uh, lagers? I would say my, my two kind of came in steps. I would, obviously, I drank. Uh, Natty Lights uh, in college. <laughs> Sorry, what? Natural Light. Natty, oh, Natty I, Lights. I heard Daddy Light. No, like, not Daddy Light. Okay. <laughs> and then in the area I went to uh, college, there was also uh, mass-produced 30 packs. That was absolutely the worst beer of all time, called Beer 30. So I drank some of that too, and then got It was eight dollars and ninety-five cents. It was the worst beer I've ever had in my life, actually. Uh, it's probably the stuff you're about to pour down the drain and you're like, wait, 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 what if we throw that at cans? Hey, that's marketing. I mean, it's smart. <laughs> um, but yeah, Newcastle Brown Ale was the first one. And then after that, I transitioned into Guinness, which I'm sure like many other people out there have. And uh, true story, not making this up, not being a homer, because I know I'm already going to get looks from you, to, you two. Uh, the first craft beer that I had from BC that really got the uh, bug going was uh, Play Dead from Yelda. Huh. My father-in-law brought a four-pack of it down to uh, the States, came to visit. Look at me now. All praise be to the dog pound. <laughs> Good lord. At least once an episode. Yeah, once yeah. an episode. Um, for me, it was every time I drank, it was like a cruise or a most Canadian. I'm like, all these fucking taste the same. And one day I saw an innocent gun, and I was like, fuck it, I'll try it. And that was one where I was like, not every beer tastes terrible. 
yeah. there's like a vanilla dark note to the innocent gun and I was like, alright, let's let's explore other beers and see what else there was and that's what kinda led me down the, oh, the dark path of, of beer. Yeah. Uh, mine was Blue Buck. Blue Buck. Okay. Uh, we uh, I opened a restaurant in Calgary. The last place I worked for when we out here, and we were the first uh, we were the first restaurant in Old Calgary to have Blue Buck, quote unquote, craft BC craft beer on tap. The first one in, in Old Calgary. So my GM brought it at the time, and I was like, shit, this is good. Again, I guess not to be a homer sort of, but. After that, when I moved out here, I moved out here to work in trading post in the in Fort Langley and glanced through a Saison man. The old smash Saison. Yep. So uh yeah. Very interesting. All very different. Yeah, Newcastle Brown Ale and Smash Saison trading post are slightly different beers. Oh yes. <laughs> Yep. Very cool. How long have you been here? Or is this your first like, um, like brewing gig or? Like, yeah, pretty much way from school. I was here. I was uh, doing QAQC volunteer work here during my second year at KQ. Just coming in my own ritual. You could just like, yeah, do some play yeah. And then, luckily enough, the previous assistant board was moving on pretty much right as I was finishing school. So I just uh, took, took over the big right away. So I'm coming up on five years and pretty close to a couple more Now you're top dog. Yeah. Big man on campus. And this is your first beer that you like that's your own recipe? Beer, or? No, I think this is my fourth. Uh, okay. First is Head Check Pilsner was your first? The first one was a Check Pilsner, and I did a dry hop sour, then Amber Okay. Nice. Nice, good boys. What is your favorite style? Either to drink or to brew? Brewing is all pretty much the same, the process is exactly the same. For pouring a stout or Pilsner or water, the actual process is yeah, the exact same. So, drinking, I love Pilsners, but the first styles that I really liked were Belgian styles. So, Saisons, Belgian style sours were the ones that really intro me to craft beer, so those would be the two that I uh, I have one, not to put you on the spot, but if there's one thing in the industry that you wish would come back that died away, and another thing that you wish would die away forever, what would you what would you pick? Nobody buys seasons, and they are so unpopular. Yeah, but I love them, so I kind of that. Fix up. Yeah. People make more and that's, that's like my favorite style too. Actually, I, think think I want it to. I want it to. I, I'm very hidden this on Saison. I think like Taylor Smith loves Saison, Saisons, actually. Taylor yeah. Smith, if you're listening, we know you love Saison. Unfortunately, nobody buys them, and that is, yeah, that makes me sad. Yeah. And since they're going away, the lactose heavy fruited sour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling that was going there. Yeah. Yeah. I also yeah. second that. No, I would second that as well. I have a question. Sours in general. I agree. Um, taking over Trading Post as the head brewer, as probably the long-standing brewery here in Langley, 
with an established customer base. Was that daunting at all? Or was possibly putting your own twist to some of the, yeah. the classics that are already here? And yeah, so obviously, luckily I started taking over in the fall, beginning of winter, so it was a slow season, so I allowed me to start easing my way into it, rather than just being thrown into the deep end of the summer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So at least I can get the football. So, but yeah, it's a little daunting, but we have our whole beer lineup, which I've been brewing for, it's like I haven't been here for four and a half years. So, I know how to do all these beers, I know the systems in general, it's just getting out of the specific brewer jobs. Doing all the fun stuff like answering emails and yeah, all that jazz. My job is so many emails. The downside of brewing is everyone wants to be a head brewer and then you, you don't brew. And then you don't brew. <laughs> yeah. Fun stuff. It's a challenge, but it's fun. I like bringing up schedules and planning up stuff lined up. It's fun for me. I like that. I'm a very organized person, so there you go. Planning is something I like. So what's what's next on the docket in terms of what is like what do you what do you have in mind for trading post for the next for twenty twenty three in terms of growth or even just beers you have coming up? Well, I can give you guys a little sneak peek. Uh, the end of this month, we're bringing back our popular January beer, the Ale. Uh, they love it every year, so that's being brought back. And then we're our anniversary of February. So, seventh year, yeah. Yeah, so our seventh year, we're going to do Brett Halo. Dry hop, wet bale, so don't go into that. Where is something I haven't seen a lot of lately? When I first started really drinking sours at the beginning, everything was a Flanders bread or like a bread, and yeah, I don't see it as much of it. It's really popular around like 17, 28. So this year, I pitched the idea for the anniversary year. One of the very first popular years of Trading Post was a Brett IPA. Previous, which was super, which I never had because I had drank your one out So I decided to go for the ale. Obviously, the more down, but based off the same recipe. Is this Brett primary fermentation then? Yes. Like the whole thing of Brett? Yep. The whole thing we brewed it a week ago. Right now. Cool. What uh, what strain and what hops did you go with? Uh, Brett Trois Bray. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I knew that. Um, yeah. For the listeners who are not avid beer nerds like some of us here, who are more here for sports, uh, give us kind of the, the rundown on what a Brett tastes like. I don't know what that is. Uh, yeah. But for everyone else. But for, for Sean and myself, we need to know, right? Yeah. Uh, so, there's different strains of bread, just like there's different strains of wiggle saccharomyces. Um, it does different things. In general, it gives a funk to ears, and it can be different kinds. There's certain strains that have a real, like, barnyard funk, or about a more super for saisons, real funky. Uh, you find a lot of like a band aid or some of the flavors that come out of that. And, uh, that's another one that I can tell. It gives a more funky, fruity characteristic, like a pineapple oh. okay. characteristic. 
Save this for later. I know. We'll okay, save this okay. Do you have any other beer for Sean? Beer? Uh, no, I don't. Cool. Do you? Okay. Do you? Uh, cool. Sports. Cool. Do you have a sports? Sports. Let's do sports. We like sports. Um, before we get into before we get into like uh, Sean's sports. Yes. I feel like there's two topics we need to talk about. Does one of them include a gold medal? One of them includes a gold medal, and one of them includes cardiac arrest. Uh, Sorry, what was that? One of them includes cardiac arrest. Oh, cardiac arrest. So, are we going to touch on how the bronze medal winners got a game stolen from them by the refs? No, because they didn't get a Americans, they don't do the illegal. Maybe the Americans should have just played better. Maybe the goalie should just get out of the way. <laughs> when they when they got that goal disallowed, it was still only 3 2, so they had plenty of time and plenty of chance. I, I just think this is all fake news. So. I, I like to go back to when they almost lost to Sweden for the bronze. Yeah. See, almost losing is not losing, it is winning still. <laughs> almost winning is not winning, it's still losing. True. Huh? Yeah. So, I, didn't, I didn't say we almost won. I said we got stolen from us. Well, that implies that you almost won. <laughs> I'm, looking the, I'm looking at the stats that makes the fear that he's going to be excessive. <laughs> I cannot be stopped. Um, so, let's talk about the gold We're talking about Canada winning gold medal in the World Juniors. And I'm actually, for you... From Canada, sorry, because I'm, I'm curious as to like, if you were cheering for them. I grew up in Delta. You do take up in Delta. I'm the only foreigner. So I'm guessing you were cheering for Canada. I'm quite happy that game went to overtime. And I don't know what it is about gold medal games and overtime that I absolutely fucking love. It, but it's beautiful. Though. It was just so exciting to watch. There were three on three. Is exciting, but I feel like for a game of that magnitude, maybe start four on four, then three on three. Um, oh, interesting. See, I was going to go the out. First of all, I'm just glad that the gold medal game no longer is decided to shoot. Agreed. Yeah. That's just no sport of any meaning should end in a shootout. Can you imagine if the Super Bowl ended in field goal kicks? Over the World Cup? <laughs> like, oh my <laughs> lord. Oh, wait. Wait a second. One of those sports ends in. But, um, yeah, the, the, the continuous, like, sudden death for injury over time was definitely exciting, but in a game like that, it, it should go back. It should be ended how it's so The only thing with going 5-on-5, five five, and I go back to this series that the Canucks played with Dallas, where it went to, like, four overtime. It just kind of gets to really sloppy and not entertaining hockey. So for me, it's like, go to 4-on-4, four four, change it up a little bit, and then if that doesn't end it, go to 3-on-3, three three, and that opens up the ice a little bit. Because I feel like if you do 3-on-3 three three and you're in international ice, which we weren't in this one, but if we were, 
the ice space is so much bigger that that kind of gives yeah. an advantage to a team that plays in that style, I think. Um, whatever, doesn't matter. Game was like, exciting. Um, for me, it was a little bittersweet because it was Gunther that scored the goal. And every time I saw him do anything positive, I cried a little bit. But the world connects with everyone in the system. It's absolutely good. They have a lot of success. Why yeah. does that happen? So, because the Vancouver Ducks traded a bunch of plugs that were on their last year of their contract and the first, first round pick to which Arizona used to draft with their. Oh, and you got back Ackman Larson. And we got back Ackman Larson and Elite defenseman yeah. over Ackman Larson. So it's one of those things where you look at it and it's like, do we take the cap space for the elite and the elite prospect, or do we lose everything and go with an aging It is the, it is the Canucks way. Yes, yeah, so exactly. Having one year pieces, great, but trading for the job. So that's what the Flames are doing the Colorado Lucian about for. There you go, yeah. And you wait that year. Yeah. You sit them, you take you take the L there, but then yeah. at least you open up cap space, you get a first round pick in the lottery. Instead, here we are with a $7 million pylon and garland. So you're telling me that the Coyotes could have Gunther and Garland on their team. And Cooley next year. They have Cooley. Good board. Like they're, they're set up for a pretty good future. A small part of me wants Arizona to be like Stanley Cup champions in five years. In, in front of the 5,000 fans at the yeah. arena? Like, yeah. Austin Matthews. Oh, boy. There's a hot take. I don't know if that's a hot take. I think that's, that's what's happening. Lisa Dog goes there, too. He's from Arizona, He's from correct? He is, yeah. yeah. Well, that's all the that's all the kind of talk because like uh, apparently he wants max contract in Toronto, which would be fifteen million a year, and Toronto's not willing to give it to him. They don't have the space for it. They don't have the space for it. But Arizona, Arizona can make that work. Probably Toronto came out and said that they're not comfortable giving him fifteen million a season. Which fair, a fifteen million a season is a lot. That's your name, Connor McDavid. You don't deserve fifteen million a season. Yep. Or Connor Bedard, but well, yeah. <laughs> um, interesting. Another one that was kind of, and this is more speculation than anything. One other one that hurt to watch really play well in this World Junior was Stankovin, Logan Stankovin. He was chosen right after the Canucks took Klimovich, who is a perennial project player, huh. and Stank looks like he could be a grittier popular. Okay. It's just some of the big, big brain moves that Max have gotten in the last few years. Yeah. I think for me, it just hurts to see Dustin Wolf get lit up every game. With that, to be the NHL's what's, what's tough there is he's playing for Germany, and it's not like he's getting a lot of support. Right? Like, if your best player is your goalie and everyone else is there, <laughs> teams like Canada, US, Sweden are going to pick you apart and find hold, right? Like, I don't know if you, and that's one of the situations where you don't put a ton of stock into the World Junior, but you put a little bit of stock. There's a lot of people that have performed at the World Juniors level, and like, you never hear from them again. Justin Cody. Cody Golabeth was a first, exactly, was a first slash second pairing defenseman for Canada back when they had, uh, uh, 
uh, Everly when he was breaking oh, yeah. scoring yeah. records, and they had, uh, what was his name? Tavares, I don't know, I can think of his name. And he was Columbus defenseman at one point, and he might have been the worst Columbus defenseman in a team that had Jack Johnson on it. So, there's that for you. Yeah, that's, that's the thing, is like, especially with teams that are that much better than everyone else, the USA, the Sweden, the Russia, the Canada's. Like, Justin Pogge was a prospect for the Leafs, and I can't remember who it was, but the Leafs, the Leafs gave up on a goalie that they had to go all in on Pogge. And let me ask you Pogge's numbers. And then other goalie, like, it, it was uh, There you go. That's got to hurt. Pogge and Rask, and then the Rask to Boston. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, there you go. I wonder who they got back in that trade that worked out. Oh, it didn't. It didn't work out. No, no. Um, but back to Bedard, who is a generational fucking talent. A little bit. I think he had the best... 24 points? The best tournament for a Canadian ever. With 23 points. 23 points. points more than second place with 15. Yeah, he... A 17-year-old putting up those numbers in six games. He's likely going back next year, I think, because I don't... I mean... We'll see, I guess. But he's looking at the NHL. 0% chance next year. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because I'd like for him to break Peter Poyper's record. Yeah. But the kid's stuck. Every time he was on the ice, something good happened. Yeah. It was fun to watch. Yeah. I would love for him to somehow find his way to Vancouver, but I don't see that happening. It's not going Gary Bettman wants him in Chicago. Or Arizona. I would rather go to Arizona just because Arizona would have oh God, quite the plethora of prospects coming out. I want that too, but I think Gary Bettman's in a spot where Chicago needs to save face a little bit because all that Sh- shit they went through. Chicago's move to get Seth Jones, was that not an all-in move or like one last-ditch effort? Yep. Yeah. yeah. All-in move to get a plug of a defense on now they're in an all-in move. To get Bedard because, like, I think everyone is. So, I just want to touch on Seth Jones real quick before we move on from this. He might be the best Columbus defenseman ever played the game. False. He looked really good. He looked really good in Columbus, but he was playing next to someone named Zach Wierenski. Who? And then, as soon as he moved away from Columbus, he's been garbage. Like, hot. Burning garbage. Okay, but and no think, one, no one can deny that. I think Victor has been awesome. Suck at I don't. Like that team. So there's something to be said there for Mr. Elite Defenseman Ransky that he makes people look better. Yes, that, I, that was what but I he said. He was so elite. He was looking at I mean, he, hey, he would be smart. People's bodies don't dictate being elite. Oh, they do. Muscle no, we're here now, so ask your question. Let's <laughs> get it over. All right, who had not asked this before? Zach is not there to you. Okay, well, you answered my question, and here's my follow-up. Why are you wrong? Uh, he's not wrong. I'm not even talking. He's not wrong. Surrounded by assholes. He just has Rasmus Anderson. Yeah, but he can't. Yeah. That might be that might be the hottest take I've ever heard. It's not even a hot take. That is. Hot garbage take. That, that is hotter Rasmus than your, your Jags take at the beginning of the season. See, the Jags take, like, because the division is 
bad. I, I didn't think it was going to happen at all, 0% chance, but obviously, like, it might. <laughs> Rasmus Anderson over Wierenski. If you're picking them right now? Yes. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, don't. It's injured. <laughs> it's an injured defenseman or one that's on the ice. <laughs> injured defenseman loses. Alright, I'm, I'm moving on from this. You guys, he's, he's getting up pretty quick. <laughs> I, I thought there was more fighting. Three votes for good news over Zach Gretzky. I mean, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't mean that you guys are right. Oh, no, it does. does. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are just sheep, alright? Stop stop being sheep. Oh, God. Donald Trump's in the room, guys. <laughs> um, one person at this table told me that the Blue Jacks were absolutely going to make the playoffs this year. Hey, that's what happens with injuries, baby. Uh, that's my excuse. I think injuries. they're healthy, they wouldn't have a chance either. You both picked them for, to be like wild card team. You're wrong. Uh, <laughs> now they're making excuses. Alright, move on from this. You're all, you're all wrong, I'm right. Do you want to ask him his uh, origin story with the Colts? Oh, yeah. So, one of my questions regarding sports is, why the Colts? This is an easy one. So, most kids growing up, you're family. Right? Yeah. Every kid's a family. You're family. But, for some reason, I was always contrarian, and I always liked the teams of players that I felt got picked on or got undue criticism. So the first player the team I liked was the Denver Broncos and John Elway. Because, growing up, I heard, but John Elway meant they're the big one. Yeah. So and so, never win. Then he finally went to the Super Bowl and said, yeah, great. Great. And, but as he was retiring, Peyton Manning was just one little week. So I was still young enough, and I'm like, yeah, I don't need to be a Broncos fan, that's fine. And I'm not detached, I'm like John Elway. Uh, and I remember watching a few college games, and Peyton Manning was getting the exact same criticism that I played a big one at Tennessee. Yeah. And then that followed into the NFL, so it's like, great, I'm a cheer for him. Greatest Elway was leaving, and it started, so I became a coach Yeah. And that's pretty much So it started as a, a being a fan of a player yes. and then developed into a team. Okay. That makes sense. And I've been a Colts fan for at least twenty years now. Yeah. I mean I can identify with that. Same reason I'm a Chargers fan. Yeah. Two thousand four, two thousand five. I'm a big fan of Sean Merriman. And, Someone from Michigan. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I had to defect from being a Lions fan. I, yeah, could, I couldn't put myself through that much. Yeah. He went from a mid-team to a mid-team. Yes. A team was a different mid-team. No Super Bowls in my my life. No. Me neither, probably. Um, only with that, Jesus with that question, uh, the Colts are in a bit of an odd state right now. They're, they're, they've got a really good piece to rebuild around. And I got two good pieces. Are you talking Taylor about Matt Ryan? And, yes. Or, Sa- or Sam, Sam Ellinger. Um, I'd like to know what your thoughts are on like where you'd like to see this team go in terms of going forward. That is a loaded question. I don't care. <laughs> it is uh, it's a loaded question for all of them. Anywhere but where they are now. Pretty much. The offensive line is massively overpaid, massively underperforming. Even Quentin Nelson has been elite since he broke into the league, has taken a big step back this year. The offensive line is a joke. Uh, nothing can help that offensive line right now. I'm a better offensive lineman than Matt Fryer. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Sean, uh, what are you, like 165 I'm, pounds? I'm about 
six foot two, one hundred and sixty pounds. Yes, uh, so I could be paid a lot less. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. So that's what you want. Matt Pryor also lets everyone walk around him, so I can do the same thing for a fraction of the cost. Yeah, <laughs> pay the man. Yeah, you know what he could do is he could do what Sean Pryor does and Rubier for the there team. There we go. Dual threat. Dual threat. Uh, I have no idea what to do. He can cut people. They are one of the cap space. Uh, not a drafted quarterback. Right now, they were fifth overall. Do you think uh, CJ Stroud would drop, drop to you guys, or do you think there's no chance? It depends if anyone trades up. The Texans will probably take the quarterback. Who are there now? Stroud instead of Bryce Young. So I don't know. Out of the two, who would you prefer in Indianapolis? Who do you think would be the better fit for your guys' system going I don't trust quarterbacks from Ohio State, so Bryce Young. Yeah, fair. Fuck Ohio State, and by the way. The teams dropping second and third are the Bears and Seahawks, both of yeah. who are looking to draft quarterbacks. Yeah, they're not going to walk away from Fields or Smith. I feel like the Seahawks are a bit of a wild card. But if the quarterback is there, they can have him but sit behind the you. The biggest need is an edge rusher. And Will Anderson is the top edge rusher. Yeah. Who would be a perfect fit. Yeah. I, I do I'd feel like Seattle has a few needs. They just overperformed this year by an extreme margin. I don't know what you're talking about. I picked them to go 1 and 16. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of us can so, have so to do so Yeah, I mean, granted, they, they have regressed pretty heavily recently. But, I mean, they're, sti- they're still a 500 team. And yeah. I... If I remember correctly, which I do, the three of us that are staples on the podcast here all said, we hate Drew Locke and we hate Geno Smith as quarterbacks. <laughs> yes. this, this team is going to be terrible. And Geno Smith has been very good. He's the best he, like 70-something? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'll eat curl on that. If the Seahawks make the playoffs, I know this isn't happening because I think they've released it, but if the Seahawks make the playoffs... Gino Smith has to be in the MVP conversation. In my I mean, with that team that he has? But I know that he's not in the conversation because he's not named Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, but... Yeah. yeah. So defensively, you guys need additions? Anyone you well, want to get rid of? played excellent. They just got worn down the other season because they're on the field two-thirds of the game. Yeah. They're not going to wear any big defense down. The Gokwe was an excellent addition. Nine and a half sacks. Stephon Gilmore has played great. Blanking on the uh, big guy at defensive the tackle. Forest. There we go. The Forrest Buckner. That man is an absolute beast. He's been great because he takes double teams every play. This is why Will Stewart to have a clear year. Yeah. It's, there's something to be said about defensive tackles slash like nose tackles of that sort that can... They don't rack up a ton of tackles or a ton of sacks or things of that sort, but they take double teams yeah. a lot and they take a lot of pressure off other people. Yeah, it's, it's things like that that the average person doesn't pay attention to and doesn't care about, but it, it makes a world of difference for a defensive line. So. It's been great without Shaq Leonard for the majority of the season, who's arguably their best defensive player. But Zaire Franklin and Bobby O'Carrico stepped up, and defense in general, they've been great. So, I like to shadow Bobby O'Carrico because he brought me into a finals matchup in my fantasy league. So, shout out to him. Thank you, Bobby. Uh, one serious question and one not serious question, I guess. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, uh, keep riding him into the future or look to move on? Depends what they do with their offensive line. If they keep it the same, I would be hesitant. Yeah. No. Uh, and how did you feel about, what is it, Kayvon? Is that his Kayvon Thibodeau. Thibodeau uh, doing Snow Angels next to an injured Nick Foles. So, 
It was a little funny, but honestly, I don't believe at that point he knew he was injured. He is what you can see the replay. He wasn't even looking at him. Yeah. So, although I feel like when you're making noise and you're putting someone on the ground, that should tip you. That should yeah. Be so do you think Saturday was? That's that's where I was like, you knew. Yeah. That's where you knew. Yeah. So you think Saturday was in the right for yeah. his comments? Absolutely. Speaking of Saturday. No. Does he move into next season? There is this interim signing exclusive to. I wouldn't mind oh, no. I hope I wouldn't mind if he's taking the team somewhere, but he's head coach. No. Maybe he could be an offensive I was just thinking of oh, I mean, he's the best center, arguably the best offensive line in the coach history. Yep. So yeah. there's going to be some value there. If he can't fix that offensive line, then nothing can. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he's probably getting pulled in too many directions at once right now. And he's, he's in over his head. I think he's very much in over his head. So he was a close kind of coordinator? Absolutely. We already got Frank Green as the wide receivers coach. Yeah. Who would your ideal head coach be? Sean Faith. <laughs> of anyone. Not, not even if they're available, just like anyone. I'm just curious. No. I'm not going to say Jim Harbaugh. No, you stay away. Apparently, the Bears. The Bears? No, not the Bears, the Broncos problem. Uh, Harbaugh, by the way, yesterday came out and said he has no interest in whatsoever in leaving. That being said, college coaches say that all the time. Yeah, so like, and then he, he says the Bo Schembechler uh, quote, those who stay will be champions, to finish out this thing and walks away. And it's like, clever, but do you actually believe it? I feel like he was close to signing with Minnesota. Minnesota wasn't sold on well, Minnesota is stupid for that, so... I mean, Kevin O'Connell's done pretty well. Eh. Talk to me when you guys have a positive point differential. Uh, hey, we have 12 wins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, look who's in their division. Yeah, the... The pack two teams that might be the final. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Lions, who started, what, one and six? Yeah. And it looked great since. And then, frickin', uh... Evermectin e- e- Rogers there, and... So they're, they're and in the, the, the Bears. Yeah. And then you the could argue they're the in the Bears. I would not, would not argue that. That is not a strong division. It's, it's not it, the worst. And it's, no. it, it, any division that ends in South is the worst. Yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. It's the worst. Who's winning this weekend? Is it going to be Tennessee in a winning in or Jacksonville? Jacksonville, because my prediction will be true. Well, not technically, because they'll be 9-8, won't they? Whoever wins it. Win and win. He said 8-9. I did say what the reason is. What if they tie? It'd be 5-3. It'd be halfway closer. Tiebreaker? If Tennessee beat Jacksonville earlier this season, yeah. if it was a tie, they would be at Yeah. I just I mean, the main part of prediction is you all thought I was nuts in general for the big game. Oh, I, thought, I thought you were out. out I was winning. Completely. I think Jacksonville wins just based on um, well, there goes your computer. Dobbs' quarterbacking for the Titans. And I don't care if Henry's playing or not. Dobbs is a terror. What are the matchups? Who's playing who? Well, they, they play they each play other. other. Right. Yes. I'm taking Trevor Lawrence in that all day. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, Jacob, but I don't, I don't see the thing. What, what was the uh, stat line that Travis Etienne had last week? I don't know. He had He's too many so yards. He's a bit of a weird one for me because, like, we were talking at the beginning of, about him at the beginning of the season, basically saying, like, 
oh, it might be him or it might be James Robinson, like who is going to be the actual starting running back. And then Etienne was terrible to start, yeah. and he got good, and he regressed again, and then he's finished the season hot again. Just like, this is Texas, year. Yeah, 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 he had the ACL. Yeah, 1,100 yards this year on 213 carries, so 5.2 yards per carry. That's pretty fucking solid. So, only five touchdowns, but... They've got a great future. Yeah. Um, Christian Kirk, who everyone thought was going to be grossly underperformed, has been pretty good. He's been their number one receiver. Yeah. Um, Zay Jones has been good. Yeah. Evan Ingram. Mar- Marvin Jones has been Evan fine. Yeah, Evan Ingram's like been fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. He's... I thought this is a contact year for him. Yeah. Evan Ingram. Yeah. He's... Does he stay in Jacksonville or does he move? Because this is a contract year for him. I think he stays because remember that offense has Calvin Ridley. But that's also, that might deter him, right? Like, that's less targets for him. I mean, yeah, but that's what Jacksonville wants to do. Like, they want to maybe target a tight end. Jacksonville's going to repeat last year as division champions. So, you know, <laughs> I think there's a couple tight ends in the draft that are like mid first round. Yeah. So that's. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it depends on what Jackson wants to do with what's uh, in the draft. What are you looking at? Um, I'm just looking at names on Jacksonville's roster. And all around it. I have no idea. Uh, we kind of talked about that quarterback situation with Indianapolis. Yeah. I had this thing that I wanted to rapid fire with you guys. Yeah. It's called the QB Carousel. Okay. I put together a list of all the quarterbacks that I think have a fairly good chance of moving. Mm-hmm. And I want to wrap for you and tell me which team they're going to go to. Shoot. Or, or if they're going to stay. Okay. But let's start. So, hold on. You're going to ask us I'm going to quarterback. I'm going to name a quarterback, and you're going to say stay or where we think they're going. Yes. Cool. Just wanted to clarify. Well, let's start with Matt Ryan. Retires. Stay. Uh, probably stay. Stay. I don't. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he'll be the starter next year, but I think he'll stay. I think he's too proud to stay. The, I think he retires. Especially if the Colts draft a quarterback. Or if he retires, that's great. So no dead money. He's choosing that to retire. But then Nick Foles is your quarterback. No, he's your back. Draft someone. The Colts draft a quarterback. How many years uh, Foles signed for? It was also possible. So Foles will have one more year. That's tough because then you're either making Foles. In my head, you're Ryan's retiring. Foles either sticks around or they trade him. And then you've got Ellinger and Brookie. In an ideal world, I think Ellinger bounces. And you have one of Stroud or Young and Foles backing up. Yeah. So do you keep the guy that can't hold the three score lead or do you keep the guy that got a fluke super? I I I keep the cheaper option. Because yeah. they both played in the NFL. Um Foles is at least backed up and started, so you know that he's he's been around the block a bit. Yeah. Matt Ryan is Matt Ryan. Fair enough. Uh, all right, Jimmy G. I just read that apparently the Raiders are interested in him. I don't think he stays in San Fran. Yo, the Raiders are fucking interested in a tree. Yeah, fair. I might. I actually got a phone call from them the other day. Yeah. Um, I think he's 
I think he goes. I don't think the... But where? I need a team. It's also a prediction. You have to tell me whether he stays or then what team he goes to. I think the Raiders. I think the Raiders is a good option for you. Jets. I was going to say the Jets, too. Jets is a good option. Okay. Lamar Jackson. Free stays. agent at the end of the stays. stays. They're going to pay him. He's going to get the money. <laughs> Yeah. Like, you're going to go with you're going to go with Huntley? Oh no. But what if he asks for too much? What's too much? Yeah. Over $50 million a year? He is one of those like guys. asks for Patrick Mahomes' contract. I mean, we... Fuck, that's tough, because he's not Patrick Mahomes, obviously. But he's a very good deliberate quarterback. What are you going to do otherwise? Yeah. Who... And that's, that, I mean, not to go back to the Vikings, but, like, that's kind of the position that they're in is Cousins isn't worth where he's getting paid, but what else is there? Fair. How much? Uh, I also think he stays. I think he stays, yeah. All right. Tom Brady. Hopefully he retires. I think the Raiders. You think the Raiders? I think he goes to all I think I think he retires and just dates all the models. He doesn't have to retire to date models. Yeah, all of them? That's I mean, a, that's a, I'm assuming. To, to date them successfully, he would probably have to. Fair. I mean, with Tom, I think it's like, this is not going to happen, but I mean, crazy things would happen. If he wins the Super Bowl this year, he'll retire. I think it's also dependent on where the Bucks are at with horses. With yeah, what I don't think it's going to happen. Either. They do in the offseason. Uh, Mike Evans' contract is the end this year. Yeah. Chris Godwin, I think, is still like a year or two left. Yeah. I don't know. I just got a feeling that he's got an opportunity, if he wants it, to go to Oakland. My, my backup is going to be San Francisco. I don't think he's going to go to San Francisco. I think if Purdy continues to play the way he's been playing, I think San Fran's going to ride. Purdy. I think they go Purdy and see what happens. I think they go Purdy But Jimmy G's good. I think he has to be. Jimmy G's gone, for sure. Okay. I put Geno Smith in there, but we all seem to think he's going to stay. Stay. I just wasn't sure. If Pete Carroll and the Hawks go away from me, to me, that depends on what he's asking for in terms of money. Because... Geno Smith is, what, like, 29, 30? 28. 28? Like, he's, he's got maybe two years, three years left. Yeah. He's had one good year, so you're either buying heavy into that, or you're going to be like, give me one more proving year and we'll sign you. That one's a tough one. I think he goes. I think he's going to chase the money and go wherever. I was, I was way off on that. I think he goes. Uh, October 10th, 1990. He's 32. Oh, wait. I thought he was 28. But, I mean, maybe that's uh, because he signed on the bench for a lot of teams. I say If Tom Brady leaves, I think he'll go for Bucs. I think it depends how Desmond Brady does this week. If he looks terrible again, like, then they might want to go for Brady. I don't know about Geno Smith. I don't know if that is confident going to Brady. I mean, I would be. Yeah. Uh, okay. Another big one next up. I don't know why I learned this the way I did, but I'm still uh, Aaron Rodgers. He's gone. I think he's going to retire and become a spokesperson for uh, medicine for horses. I think he leaves and he goes to... He tries to go to San Fran. Tries. Tries. San Fran, I think, would be his go-to. If not, I think he likes L.A. The Rams. 
That could be a lot. Depends what Stafford's doing. Yeah. I know Stafford's not retiring. However, he didn't look great this season. But that old line also was trash. Yeah. So, do you think he would get mad at Green Bay and try to go to Detroit? No. I don't think Detroit goes to Goff. I think Detroit's solid. Jared Goff has been too good this year to walk away from him. Yeah. He's been, he, oh, he has been good. From Rodgers' perspective, yeah. Detroit's offensive line. Like, I mean, that would be the most Aaron Rodgers thing to do. Yeah. Is like spit in the face so it's of. a great running game, yeah. a great offensive line, and pretty good receivers. Very good young defensive core as well. Yeah. I say San Fran too, just because I want to see it. I mean, that's, that's where he's from, that's where he wanted to be drafted to. That's where I could see San Fran or I could see LA Rams. And he's a California guy, he wants to go back. I think if he's going to end his career in the next couple of years, that's where he's going to end it. Okay. Moving on to the Commanders. I both Heineke and Carson Wentz. I was going to say Derek Carr would be referring to Washington. He's down there. He's, he's, he's yeah. there. I, I think Washington would actually be the most logical fit for, for Carr. Carson Wentz is awful. Yeah. He's I don't know why they picked Heineke. Heineke is uh, way better than Carson Wentz. Yeah, Heineke, Heineke even benched this week. Yeah. Yeah. Um... As someone who got to experience Carson Wentz, interesting. He's terrible. The thing is, the Commanders aren't that far away from being a, a playoff team, right? Like they're a good defense. They've got a good, got a good running game. They've got a couple of good running backs. They've got Terry McLaurin. Brian Samuel has been good. John Dodson. John Dodson is a big play kind like, of receiver. You put a quarterback there, and they might like Heineke. But it looks good. I'd you rather have Heineke there. Uh, oh, uh, see, that's where I think I defer because I think I don't think Derek Carr is as bad as his rap is. I don't think he's. As I don't think he is either. But like, I think price point, I go Heineke. But like, Derek Carr had all the weapons in the world at his disposal. But it's also play calling, right? Like, what is the offense doing for you? I think. Yeah. I think that is McDaniel's and. That offense more than I mean, this is see, but I don't think I don't know who the I don't know who the OC is. I think it's Oh, but like Ron Rivera is. Yes, he's a better coach than McDaniel. He's not to lunch. But like their offense is also pretty subpar in general. Yeah, and they have some weapons. It's because they yeah. have the quarterback to me. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But again, I don't think Derek Carr's that guy. I mean, the throws. Yeah. His deficiencies have been put on him to the horrendous defense for yeah. the Raiders. Since he came to the league, I read a stat, the Raiders' overall defensive deficiency is 32nd in the NFL. That sounds about right. He's always playing from behind, so he's got to so, throw the long ball. So he's throw a lot of I also, I don't like Derek Carr, so I'm not going to advocate for him in terms of like being a star quarterback, but this is actually the worst year of his career, yeah. and it's still not a bad year. It's 60, almost 61% in terms of completions, averaging 7 yards per completion, 24 touchdowns, 14 picks, 56.1% uh, completion, and just over 3,500 yards. If that's the worst year of your career, you're to pretty good quarterback. Derek Carr is very similar to Kirk Cousins. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like, he's, he's not elite, but I think he can be a good above-average quarterback. Yeah, above-average game manager. I think in the right yeah. situation with the right offense, he can be good. Yeah. yeah. Like, Kirk Cousins right now with Kevin O'Connell has, I think this is his best year ever. I think he finished, I mean, fantasy-wise, he finished top 10. 
which is good. 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 stats are hilarious. 28 touchdowns, 14 picks, I believe. Yeah. I think he was, yeah. And he's like fourth in yards. Yeah, so and he helps having the best receiver in the NFL. No. If we're talking about career yeah, years for him, career years for him was last year. Oh, I agree, but Kirk Cousins one and two. Oh, yeah. Essentially, like, you have to, you have to, you have arguably the best receiver on your team. Derek Carr can't throw Yeah, and again, it's, to me, they're, like, on. Yeah. Uh, the Mill Hunter. I think he is gone. He's definitely gone. He's in the XFL this year. Where does he go? XFL. Wait, he's gone. He's out of the league. He is this generation's Johnny Manziel. And Johnny Manziel was this generation's Johnny Manziel. Like he is, he is bad. I think I think he'll stay. I think he'll. I think the Jets will bring someone in. I think he'll be a backup. And because uh, I don't. Recall who the quote was from, but I did see a quote the other day saying that it would have been better for Wilson to sit back for a year. Who was their assistant coach? Was it their assistant coaches? Okay. Uh, and he was saying basically it would have been good for him to just not get thrown into the fire, sit back for a year, learn from someone that's a veteran, and just watch and learn. And I think it's overdue, but I think they're going to do something like that to him next year where they're going to be like, hey, it's not working. We're going to bring this person in. You're going to take a step back. You're going to fix your issues. And we're going to go forward. He was a stretch at that pick anyways, and it's not paying off. He is very inconsistent. It's one of those, the purple makes or breaks you, and the purple made him. He had some absolutely long bombs at the purple against no defense with no rush coming at him. So once you throw him into a game against pros, against absolute studs, He's not as good. It's yeah. not. It's not working for him. What about uh, stop all star games too? The purple is the worst of the all star games. Yeah, it is. It's terrible. It's oh, there's, there's like not even events around it or yeah. anything like that that are worth watching. I think it's skills competitions. That'd be interesting. I remember they did for like a year or two, and then they just stopped. Yeah, it'd be way more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think they should. I think they should just game something. Like in the MLB, where it determines who gets what good. Yeah. The only time I actually remember something from the Pro Bowl that was a play was, what the hell, Sean Taylor, the hit he had on uh, the punter uh, from uh, yeah. Buffalo, right? Was it Brian Mormon? Uh, yeah. The absolute destroyed him. That's the only time I actually remember something from an NFL Pro Bowl game. And you have all the best players in the NFL. That's the only memory anyone has. That's exactly what the NHL should be. Winner of the All-Star game. That conference gets one almost. Instead yeah, I really like division. So. Yeah, I know, but like the division that wins. <laughs> anyway, uh, a few more. The two from the Saints, Dalton and Winston. I'm going to re-up on this, and I'm going to say they're going to move away from Dalton. Winston's going to get his job back, and he's going to be comeback player of the year next year. Oh, we already have an early prediction. I think Winston stays. I said it this year, and I was very wrong because he lost out on his job because of injury, and I'm going to re-up on it again. Because I I think Jameis Winston, like, yeah, he makes stupid throws sometimes. He's a gunslinger, but, like, he's not a bad quarterback. He's just reckless. But which, which we should be about like Heineke and Brett Favre. Brett Favre is a legend in Green Bay. He was a gunslinger. He yep. did the same shit. Yep. 
I, I, think, I think Jameis stays, and I think Dalton retires. I think I don't think he has anything left. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see him retire either, but I just don't think he's going to be the starter. And yeah, Ryan Tannehill. Oh, stay. I think he's the guy that goes to the Jets. I think he could be the guy that goes and plays in front of Wilson. I would say I think Tannehill might go to the Saints if he be the Pittsburgh job. Yeah. It'd be a good spot for him. That could be a good spot. Uh, we One. did Derek Carr. We did Matt Ryan. Uh, Marcus Mariota stays. Stays. Where, 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 where is he going to go? Yeah. He's going to win a starting job. Well, he's going to need to be a backup again. And uh, lastly, my favorite quarterback of the time, I think he stays as well. I think he wants a job. Do you think he? Played well enough to win that job because he's he's, he's done very well in that very well. And I think some team have deluded themselves into thinking he's a really good quarterback. Because what I'm thinking is possibly the Jets. What I'm thinking that is wouldn't surprise me. We don't know what is what is up with Matt Stafford right now. Like they say, he's going to be healthy for next year, but. There's a chance they battle it out. Well, that's, that's why I said he was going to stay there because, like, Stafford, if he's injured all year again, he's not playing. Baker Mayfield, even if he's, like, slated as the backup going into the season, he's got the starting job because yeah. Stafford's injured. If you give yeah. Baker Mayfield all down that junior. Yeah, exactly. They, they had good chemistry. Yeah. And, and once again, like, I think at this point, his career, with how his career trajectory is gone, I think Baker Mayfield just wants a job. Yeah. I don't think he wants to bounce to another city and they hope it sticks. So because if he goes to another city and it doesn't work again, I think he's yeah. out of the league. Yeah. That's a big risk. So, he's looking okay for the Rams. I think he's good. I think he's great. Especially with how bad the Rams have been. I mean, I he still makes throws here and there that are like, why are you doing that? You can tell that like football IQ is like lacking a bit, but yeah, maybe I'm being harsh. Maybe he's been good, but either way, I don't think he leaves. I hate him, but I think he's been good. Yeah. Who are we talking about? Baker Mayfield. Stay in LA? Yes. I think he stays in LA. He's looked decent there. There's still a Panthers picture on the Yeah, NBA. they haven't been quick enough with it. Panthers jersey with the LA logo behind him. It's very nice. Um, should we do rapid fire? Week Let's 18? Sure. I need your phone. I think I need it in my car. I don't know where it is right now. Don't worry. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Let's I mean, do it live. Alright. So. Saturday Night Football, folks. Week 18. Why, why are they doing this now? Why are they doing Saturday Night Football? It's been... Well, they've done Saturday for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, because the NFL wants to rule everything. I just... I want college football on Saturday, and I want NFL on Thursday, Monday, and Sunday. Well, there's no college football right now, so... Yeah, old man. Um, game 1, Kansas City Chiefs and the LA Raiders. Oh, Las Vegas Raiders. Las, the Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, the Bengals uh, is only going to play a quarter, yeah. but still. They want to make sure they win to try to get number one. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they've got enough to play for. I think yeah. Chiefs. I think Chiefs, yeah. Uh, Stidham looked good for the first little bit there. In, yeah. Although I do like to be Raider the one that podcast and tell me what the spread is. Mine is eight and a half for the Chiefs. And they're away? They're away. 
Uh, then you've got, this is the one that we talked about, the winning in, Tennessee and Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville is minus six and a half. I'm picking Jacksonville. That's a high spread. If you're betting on it, you might take Tennessee to cover. Greenville always plays close games. Yeah, but yeah. I think Jacksonville wins over. By close, you mean boring. Yes. <laughs> I'm going Jacksonville. Um, yes. They looked great last week. It's going to be division-winning Jacksonville Jaguars. If they win the division, I'll be Jacksonville. Uh, then Trevor we go... <laughs> oh, God. Sweet 16. Uh, Sunday. <laughs> Vikings and Bears. Uh, I think because you guys well, just don't have a ton of Yeah. Fields is out half the Chicago defense. Who is their backup defense? Peterman. Peterman. Okay, well, yeah. Vikings. I was, if, if Justin Fields was playing, yeah, I'd, pick the, I'd pick the Bears. Really? But because yeah. the, I think, I think I'd think i say the Vikings, no matter what, they're like, they have a chance to win. I think Madison is also a low-key good Sleeper pick if you're still playing fantasy football. If for whatever reason you played a week 18, yes, Madison yeah, so is a good Mad- player. If you have also, him on your bench, you play week 18 fantasy, you're doing fantasy. Correct. Um, Houston Texans in the Indianapolis Colts. Where is it? Where is it? So, in Indy. This is the battle in Sean's head here. Yeah. So do we want to win or do we want to lose so we get a better pick? But the Texans are so bad. Yeah, I'm taking the Colts. Yeah. Who's the Colts' quarterback right now? It's it's just, it is Illinois. Yeah. Sammy. Sammy Boy. I've got to go Colts. I've got to go Colts. You've got to think no matter what happens with Jeff Saturday next year, he wants to end. You could put Jeff Saturday in a quarterback and they'd probably still win against the Texans. I think you could put Jeff Saturday on that whole line right now. Feisty the last few weeks. They yeah. haven't won. <laughs> they, they, Feisty's a really... They beat the Titans and they almost beat the Cowboys. Feisty's a really nice word for saying they suck, but they don't suck that bad. <laughs> they fight to the end. Uh, <laughs> uh, they so they've got spirit. <laughs> we, we have yes, not touched exactly. on this at all. They're very fast. We did mention the... DeMar Hamlin. DeMar Hamlin. Um, but this game has an implication. Cincinnati has been told that they won the division. Yeah. But now they have to go win this game and then other shit has to happen I, for them to get. Ask you guys, before we get to that, and all, like, obviously we all just love the Marlins field. But let's put that aside for a second and focus on if we think... I think it wasn't the right decision. I think they should... They, they should have suspended the game that night. Yeah. I think they should be making up the game somehow. So that one... Just, so that one's tough for me because I do think that suspending the game was the right but I don't think that playing it any time until like today was the first time that his breathing was out he's breathing on his own so I don't think that they would be okay playing until today which doesn't give them any time to play the game prep for next week and then move on so like unless you're thinking maybe completely scrap the Pro Bowl and have them play that game then. Oh, because it would be such a bad thing if you did no, 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 and that's, 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 I'm fine with that. That would be okay Fucking with me. Um, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, like, you could have even had it that same week. Like, it's not, it's not that far-fetched. Like, when, see, the, when the Pro Bowl happens now that, now that it's what's same week? you could have had the Bills-Bengals game the same week as the Pro Bowl. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, you you could have, yeah. Oh, wait, that actually wouldn't make sense because people, 
people could have been eliminated. Yeah. Um, I think I think you just completely scrap the portal bowl, push it, and and you play the game. Um, I think NFL was erring on the side of, for the first time ever, uh, caution and you know worrying about the actual player. I mean, there was a lot of speculation as to whether or not they were going to resume the game that night. They said something about a five-minute restart period. Yeah. Uh, I think I don't know the guy's proper title, but the vice president came out and said like there was no chance of that game going forward. But based off of Roger Goodell's past, I feel like there was at least a little bit of a chance that they were going to try and send um, yeah, just send him off to the hospital. We'll play again. Kept saying they got time to warm up unless they were told the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so they're just the players. The NFL is just trying to save face. But if I think the moment Sean McDermott told Zach Taylor that. He wasn't coaching the rest of the game. He was going to go to the hospital. Yeah. That's kind of where everyone was like, okay, like nobody wants to be here. Um, so, Sean, what, what should we drink for our second beer? No, don't let Katie, baby. Bring it in. Heart ain't hard. Um, so with that being said, the game, the Bengals, the Ravens, were playing. Is Huntley playing? I don't know if I'm saying Jackson's, Jackson's moved out, out, yes. Huntley is on the mend. I think he's hurt. I don't know who the third string is. Johnny. Is he Justin Tyler Huntley? Oh, man. Like, what do we got here? Let's just take a quick juicy gander. Well, Nick gets us more beers. There's a very good quarter, by the way. Uh, they've got... Okay. Let's do that. Brett Hundley. Wait, they have Taylor, Tyler Hundley, and Brett Hundley. Hundley. Hundley Warmer Packer. Like, they got rid of him when they picked Jordan Love Warmer? Probably. Okay, so Bengals by a million? <laughs> and that's, that's the, so that's where I have a whole hard time really understanding the NFL's decision with kind of the process of how to go with home field advantage. I think the Bengals got screwed in all of this. Why? They win the division. They win the division, but that doesn't mean they get a home game later. Yeah, because they're going to be a traditional home away. Yeah, so I get why the Bengals are pissed. I just, are they Bengals pissed? Uh, yeah. I, I think Joe Mixon's come out and been pretty vocal about being upset about it. And I think Zach Taylor said that he doesn't understand why rules are being changed on the fly and they're getting kind of the shaft of everything. I mean, this is a pretty... It, it is a rare situation. It's just, it's one of those things where... Um, I mean, I get it. It is what it is. But they were on the road most of the last postseason, yeah. too. They did great. So maybe they should just keep playing that for the Yeah, I think they would win regardless. Uh, and then we got the says Bengals We got the riveting matchup: the Jets versus the Dolphins. Okay, well, I selfishly need to pick the Jets because I need the Dolphins to win. Okay, they are also are starting their third string quarterback. Who is both teams? Both teams because so Sky Sky was Oh baby. <laughs> so, you don't think it's like, good? Yeah. Selfishly, I just got goosebumps thinking about that matchup, actually. Um, um, selfishly, I need the, the Dolphins to lose because when you get to the Patriots game, if both the Patriots and Dolphins lose, 
Patriot Store. Okay. Um, let's face it, Patriots are I want to see the Joe Flacco out quarterbacks. Thompson. Yes, please. Flacco has an easier matchup because the Dolphins defense is garbage. Yeah. Whereas Skyler Thompson has a broken sauce. Yeah. He's a beam player. It's in Miami. It's a spread. Three. Three for Miami. Minus three for Miami. So they're basically saying it's a good play because they always give. They always give three. I want to say Jets. Yeah. So what's, what's the matchup okay. right now? Jets and Dolphins. Jets and Dolphins? Joe Flacco versus Sky. Joe Flacco versus Skyler Moore. Uh, Dolphins still. You still think the Dolphins? Yeah, I, I don't. I think the Jets have regressed Just pretty heavily back. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, I think Tyree Kill is going to make plays regardless. Like, doesn't matter how good the Jets' defense has played this year, according oh. to their standards or not. But uh, hello. Before we move on to some more games. Let's touch on this beer. Sean, tell us about yes. this beer a little bit that we're drinking now. Different, different. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good thing we're in a brewery and we can just hose down the floor, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is a collab of Berlin's. Oh, that's this one. Yeah. Oh. So it's a Citra, a Mosaic, double dry hop, double IPA. Cool. I definitely get the Citra. So it's Citra and Mosaic? Yep. Does Mosaic give off that um, orange peel rind kind of flavor as well? It can, yeah. Grapefruit is usually like one of the descriptors they use for Mosaic, but okay. I don't get a ton of grapefruit from this. Maybe like ruby red grapefruit, like that kind of sweeter grapefruit kind of thing. Citra is definitely Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I... Outside of the hops, any other unique things about this? Nope, it's a salt citra mosaic. We use that same hazy yeast. Yeah, you guys have a house, house hazy yeast now? Yeah. Cool. Cool. yeah, shout out to Four Winds as well. They make some great beer. Um, yeah, this is fantastic. Brew is from Sean's hometown. Yeah. Yeah, I immediately had a sip of this and I was. I, yeah, this is right up my It's almost like we drank an IPA on this podcast once or twice. This might be our first IPA. For yeah. All you listeners that are <laughs> diehards, just go along with it. Um, okay, so moving on. We've got the Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Saints. Saints. Oh, God. You say Saints. I just got a feeling. I'd okay. say Panthers send down some of the fruit. He wants us to reach out. Saints Yeah. I'm going with Panthers. I feel like they've just looked really good the last few weeks. Uh, the Sam Darnold and DJ Moore connection seems to be back. Sam Darnold can play quarterback now? You know what, he did, he did for the first couple of weeks last year, and I was weird. I was like, damn. And then he became Sam Darnold. Yeah, well, like he lost he lost the starting job. He was going to be on that carousel list, but I wasn't sure if to put him on there. I feel like he had locked it up. So I think, I think, I think by trading away Baker, yeah, they, they kind of... Yeah, because, like, who else are they going to go with unless they draft... Trade up and draft a quarterback or something. Um, all right, you're in the Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you want to go there. The New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills. Bills. I mean, yeah. The Patriots. <laughs> the Patriots win in the end. Even without the motivation, I feel like with the motivation, you're you're yeah. That's yeah, the thing yeah. though is to play devil's advocate. Could it go both ways and could it could they be rattled? Yes. Or it, it could go both ways for sure. But I think I think with 
today's news of Damar being um, what was the word they used? Intact. Um, I mean, he's, he's in relatively good shape. He's, yeah, he's in stable it, condition. What does it mean, uh, playoff picture-wise, if the Bills win or lose? Do we? Do if we know? If the Bills win to win. If they lose and the Chiefs lose, then the Bengals move into first. But no, they get a home win. There's something there that works for the Bengals if the Bills and the Chiefs lose. We get three way ties. Yeah, which I don't see that happening. Point foot is that the point? Is that is that if that happens, they all have four losses. But the Chiefs would still have. 13 that might be where the point comes in. But like, you're 12 and 4 and 13 and 4. Like, it's a gift number one with the team that But it's hard because the other two teams are 12 and 4 and one of them would have won. Yeah. Tied, so. They don't know that. Could have been tied. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Anyway, so it's all theoretical. Bills win. Yeah. Patriots up. I move on. I agree with one of those two things. It was the Patriots up. I move on. <laughs> uh, the Bucks and the Falcons. Are the Bucks playing for anything here? Nope. This might be the worst game of the week. I think it might be. Desmond Ritter comes in, and he's going to try and play for a job next year. I, I see Falcons. And, 140 yards. And the, <laughs> yeah. the Bucks are going to be very cautious. He's going to play maybe a half. The yeah. Falcons. Do you think he plays that much? With the division locked up. But, yeah, that's why I said maybe half. I, think, I don't I think, think he's tied enough. Oh, he's starting. I mean, that's just a title. It's silly. <laughs> It's just a big Tom, competitor. Um, the spread on that? That one is the Falcons minus four. Yeah, so that means that if, he's, if he starts, Brady, that is, for the first quarter, Blaine Gabbert is coming in to play the rest of the game. Ooh, Blaine Gabbert. Uh, yeah, I might, I might bet the Falcons. Cleveland Browns and the Steelers. Uh, Steelers. Okay. So also selfishly, I need the Steelers to I think the Steelers win. I want the Browns to win, even though I want the Browns to win and Deshaun Watson to break. Um, did you oh, guys yeah. hear about the news coming out of practice today with the Browns? No. Yeah, Davian Clowney got sent home. He sent a quote saying he wanted to be around a team that trusted him and his talents. He made he made that comment, but he also because they asked him, "Is he back next year?" And he said, "I'm 95 percent sure." I'm gone next season. Yep. He wants to be a part of a team that trusts him. To which Miles Garrett said, we don't need volunteers. He said, I don't, I don't, I don't want volunteers. It's not possible. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. So he got sent home. Okay. <laughs> which is fair. Yes. You don't want someone going through the motions of being like, I mean, I collect a paycheck and then I'm fucking gone next season. I, um, I think the, uh, the Browns Steelers, are a hot mess. Honestly, I picked Steelers in this and for one reason. Mike Tomlin does he, not lose. He does not lose. Okay. At the beginning of the year, when when you watched the first like what like was it like five or six games that they, they lost like five in a row? Uh, they were like they were like one in five at one point. Start team ticket. Yeah, and then yeah. What's his name? Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky. Um, what are your thoughts on Pickett? Eight and eight now. Uh, oh, he's, he's looked all he's, right. He's, he's progressive. Yeah. He's, he was never going to be a day one coming yeah. out. No. No, he's, he's not going to be a challenge for the starting job next year. I think the starting I job think, is his next year. Yeah. I think it's um, his to lose at this point. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers if, finish 9-8 on this season. If it's too bad at quarterback, the Chicago Bears, then you have not good quarterback. Yeah. 
I almost feel like they will need a new OC for next year. I don't think Canada's the right job for that. Jeff Saturn. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. The LA Rams to the Seattle Seahawks. See Actually, they can take Matt Patricia. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks because it's a must win. Yes, I don't even yeah. have to think about that one, actually. In Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Seahawks in Seattle. Seattle. That's a tough point. Games on the line, it matters. Yeah. Um, All right. The Los Angeles Chargers face Mr. Unlimited and the Broncos. Uh, All right. Uh, Yeah, 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 of course. Um, a note on the Broncos. Are the Chargers watching you the six? I don't. I actually don't know in terms of tiebreakers if they lose in Baltimore wins. Baltimore like five six. They're on the run. I I think I think they'll win because if they I think they'll finish fifth. Okay. If they win because Baltimore and them. Baltimore has yeah. Baltimore has the tiebreaker, I believe. Okay. So I think the Chargers have something to play for, actually. Yeah, facing the Jaguars or facing the Bengals. Yes, exactly. So I think that'll be incentive enough. I think they'll win. Um, I, I do want to say about the Broncos though. Russell Wilson finally has more touchdowns on the season than he has bathrooms in his house. So maybe Hackett was the problem. That's why I was picking. <laughs> that's why I was picking Denver. Russell's looks not awful. In one game, though. Yeah, it's as something I haven't said in a while. So cue the eye rolls. Sa- sample size. It's one season, right? Okay. It's one. It's one season. If he's anyone's been, listening been, to us, it's sample size. I haven't said that in a couple episodes. All right. I haven't said it. I haven't. I haven't said that in a couple episodes. All right. But yeah, he he looked good last week. He's not been good this year, but throughout his career, he's been a good quarterback. So, Russell Wilson's a Hall of Famer. Maybe. Right. Shall we move on? New York Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles. Giants. Giants. Yeah. Well, the I don't like Minshew though. If Minshew plays, I think Giants. Uh, I, I don't think that's it's confirmed that's yet. I think it's still up in the air. Yeah. yeah, if Minshew plays, Eagles, you know what? I that's think no slight on him. I just think Hurts is next And Daniel level. Jones has been very outraged. Oh, but Giants yeah. have been good. Someone I hate to admit it, but they've officially. Can, can the Giants move? Do they have the base They don't. They finally made the playoffs, and I think that's enough. They're locked in. They're locked in with I would be um, did you guys see this step? I saw a bunch of bonuses that were needed to happen. And I believe Kenny Galloway needs 76 receptions to earn a, I think it was like a 500k bonus. I say yes. Yeah, yeah 76. I, take, I take the yeah. He's, he's just hammering on the of this podcast. Yeah. He, he gets breaks, 77 receptions. He breaks the record by 50 catches. <laughs> <laughs> another record, or not record, but another bonus that needs to happen in a different game is, and I think it happens, Jamal Williams needs six yards to reach 1,000 on the season. And he gets... I don't yeah, know. I think it was like a hundred yeah. yeah. He so also needs one touchdown to break Barry Sanders' uh, really? franchise record. Yeah. Yeah, I think, he breaks. I think he breaks one of those at least. That is insane to me. As someone that grew up in Michigan, you hear all the tales and you get to watch Barry Sanders growing up as like a little kid. Barry Sanders was a generational talent. Played on absolutely terrible teams. This, this and Jamal Williams. Though. 
one extra game. One extra game. Yeah, I mean, too. fair. But still, even to be in the same oh, yeah, as Barry Sanders in terms of scoring touchdowns, yeah. that's impressive. The difference to me is Barry Sanders was your free down back. Yeah, Maul really oh, yeah, came in and running back system right? was like, not a thing yeah, at that it's point. It's different. It um, hadn't been a thing until like, what, like seven, six, seven years ago? I love Jamal Williams, and good for him. That one's a little dicey. I think good for him to break in a thousand yards. Left Packers. He was very emotional in hard knocks with, in terms of being like, we're yeah. not a one in X team. Like, we, we're better than that. So, good for them. Good uh, for him. I saw this said with the very uh, funny, speaking of the 15 touchdowns, the yardage of the touchdowns, <laughs> did you see this one? The yardage of the touchdowns for the 15, it was like, yeah, it's like, he had a 52-yard touchdown, 21, then 10, 12, 2, 2, 2, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, 1, Yeah, if they're within five yards, they're going to Jamal Williams, which as, Pretty fun. for someone who has DeAndre Swift on two fantasy teams, I fucking hate it. Well, Quick note, we have never traded Jamal Williams or DeAndre Swift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, in our league? Yeah, or in the five rows. We're not talking about that. Yeah, I did not finish where I wanted to finish. Uh, I okay. was the top finisher among this group. So that is true. Yeah. What did you finish? Yeah. Four? Third. Oh. I think we had third place. We had money for third place, and we did not. <laughs> <laughs> he went all in on uh, it. Like, so, Jamal Williams or DeAndre Swift? Who's the starting running back next year for... DeAndre Swift Detroit is Detroit. the starting running back. I think he drafted Swift, but on reasons, I'm not going to take over. You think so? I think they do it by committee. Yeah, I think they do this exact same thing again. I think Jamal Williams gets more rushing touchdowns. I think overall touches. I think DeAndre Swift. Gets I think more it's hard to move away. Better, let's get better hands from a fantasy specific perspective. You're picking. I think it's safe to say. I don't know fourth, fifth round, and they're both on the board. Who you taking? I don't next think, year. I think that depends. I think PPR, PPR, DeAndre Swift is standard than Jamal Williams. Yeah, it's PPR because like what if has so many passes? He's going to be over fifty passes. Yeah, Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams receptions twelve. I just need no way. I just need that. Jamal Williams. Oh, Jamal. Oh, yeah, Jamal Williams has twelve catches for seventy-three yards. Yeah. And then <laughs> Jamal, Jamal Williams lost me 400 bucks in fantasy this week. And it seems like they have a good system. DeAndre Swift has 41 catches for 328 yards and three touchdowns. Missing three games. And then there was like one or two where he was like half speed. So, um, and that's why I that's think the par for him. I have a hard time seeing them going away from this. Dan Campbell seems to be a, a creature of habit, and what works is working. Yeah. Don't, don't break it. That, I think, that right there, PBR is an extra 100 points. Yeah. I also, I take going into next year, I think the Lions are going to win the NFC North. I don't know if that's necessarily... I don't know if that's improved your defense. Yeah. 7 o'clock on Friday, January 6th. The Lions are winning the NFC North next year. I mean, I would, it'll depend on what the rest of the division does. What's that? I would bet against Dan Campbell. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Two great running backs that could probably start almost anywhere else. I wouldn't say everywhere else, but almost anywhere yeah. else. Yeah. 
a quarterback that's playing as well as he probably ever did yeah. for the Rams. Yeah. Uh, offensive line has done their job. Yeah. Top five at first. Yeah. And then the defenses look, look terrible at the beginning of the year, and they look okay now, actually. That, that is an Aiden Hutchinson is then they get a top ten pick from the Rams. Yeah, probably a arguably top five pick from the Rams. Yeah. The interesting thing you say oh, about yeah. the defense is they fired Aubrey Pleasant, which is their defensive coordinator, midway, and that's where their defense really turned around. Yeah. The Seahawks right now be third. Is that the worst trade in NFL? Well, Considering we all thought it was a slam dunk for the Broncos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say in history. Not but history, but three, that's, that's good. Recent history, and recent memory. If, if he doesn't have a good year next year, he has a similar year. Yes. And if the Seahawks draft Will Anderson, it turns out to be a phenomenal defensive end. Yeah. 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 The, there's a lot of pressure on the next coach that takes over Denver. A lot of pressure. Yeah. They need to draft oh, they need to hire an offensive line coach. Yeah. Someone they can't hire another rookie. You know? They also I can they, Sean, they need to find someone who can run the ball consistently as well. Because like as much as I like him, Latavius Murray well, Javante Williams got injured, right? Yeah. Like that yeah, was. But like, started. how is he going to be next year, though? Like, you never know. You never know how yeah. how he's going to be coming back from an injury yeah. like that. I, so. I still find it wild that they eventually cut Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I had him in. It is, but like, man, like, man, he's, he's, he's got to be better than Latavius. Melvin Gordy is a fumbling machine. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. right. I mean, shall we move on to the next yeah. Let's, let's, let's move on. rapid fire. Yeah, it's not rapid. And the Tampa is 49ers. 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 Yeah. Who's the fourth string quarterback for the Niners? In case they want to rest your start. Oh, they signed, was it Josh Johnson or something? Oh, they did, yes. Tom Brady's son? Josh Johnson. Who would be like... That Josh. That Josh Johnson. I thought it was Josh Rosen. That Josh Johnson. I'm going Niners based on defense. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a 9 was 6 game. Trace McSorley at quarterback? Yeah. Oh, Vikings legend David Blau, practice squad. Sorry, Vikings legend, and we're not saying Sean Mannion? Oh, Sean Mannion. He is. David Blau, also Detroit Lions. Yeah. yeah. Sean Mannion, the only guy that runs worse than Tom Brady. Dan Olowski? And runs out of the back of the end zone? Yeah. <laughs> Cowboys and Commanders. Neither one is playing for anything. Uh, Commanders. Ron Ron Commanders playing the game. No, Ron Rivera had no idea that they could have been eliminated last week. Apparently yeah. neither did I. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At least you're I not say Commanders. <laughs> I think the Cowboys are doing what they always do, and they just... Commanders. I think not do, the, do the Cowboys have a chance at first if they win and the Eagles and the Vikings lose? No. No. No, they're too far out. I don't know. What's the spread? Minus seven. Cowboys. Commanders. Commanders. I'm talking about that. This is the game that I'm actually <laughs> excited <laughs> Within the division, the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers. Detroit Lions. Detroit. Detroit, 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 Detroit has to win. Yeah, I, I just want Aaron Rodgers to lose so badly. I, I will say, the Packers have looked pretty good recently. I wouldn't oh, say yeah. great or even That's good. Really They've looked pretty, pretty good. good. But the Lions, there's there's something They're going on They're at there. the right time. And I think the players are going to run through Yeah, like... You, you can't pay a coach enough to have something like that. Like, that's that's an intangible that you either have or you yeah. don't have. Does Dan Campbell win Coach of the Year? 
I, I think he should make be consideration. Yes. yes. If they make the playoffs, they make the playoffs and he doesn't, it's yeah, a fluke. What did Saban do in the playoffs? At 9 and 8? Yeah. You go, you go 8 and 2 down the stretch and then make the playoffs? Yeah. Like, you have to. I think the Bears are, or not the Bears, sorry. I think the Lions are a scary team right now. Yeah. They're, they're, they're confident in everything that they're doing. They believe in their defense, their offense, and their special teams. Their coach is pushing all the right buttons. Yeah. I'm going back to a statement we made earlier about other quarterbacks. Going back to a statement we made about other quarterbacks like Kirk Cousins and uh, Derek Carr, where they're like a high-end game manager. That's where I thought Goff was. I thought he was a quote-unquote high-end game manager. He's won them games this year. He's looked good. He is very intelligent. He's not athletic. <laughs> no. At all. But the man is very fucking smart. I think that's always been a knock on him, is the athleticism isn't there. Yeah. But I think he thinks... The, Look at I Tom think, Brady, though. The man's not athletic. No. No. I think he thinks the game at a different level. I think that's working for him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Him and Dan Campbell seem to have to something out, and it's working. And they're only... On receivers, too. Yeah. And we're only adding Jameson Williams now. Yeah. Yeah. Jameson Williams, like, like that's yeah. if Jameson Williams can stay healthy, like if he, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, like if he comes back and he like there was flashes there last week when he actually From played game one where he like ran past the Vikings. He can be he can be a game changer. Yeah. Well, the Vikings secondary is that really something yeah. to be proud no, of? No, but I could run past. <laughs> I could, <laughs> but for someone coming off of ACL surgery, not really having yeah. played an NFL game. Yeah. Jameson Williams is going to be a top pick of fantasy next year. Yeah. I'm not alone. I think he's, he's a big play guy. By the time fantasy drafts happen, he's going to be in the five, six, around 5-6 five, range. Yeah, he's a big well, play guy. I was just going to ask, do you think he can... No, not over, not over St. Brady, but by the end of the season, I bet he could be there. He does have the talent. I have such a soft spot for the Lions. I do want him to win. He was big 10 overall for a good reason. Yeah. I mean, he was top 10 pick. Even after, even after an ACL injury, yeah. he probably would have been number one overall if he wasn't. He would have been top. Is like, that all the games? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sunday night football is Packers Lions. Yeah, they did like that. Well, they fucked over the Seahawks. Or the Seahawks though, because if the Seahawks lose, or they fucked the Lions, if the Seahawks lose, then the games needed are the minimum. What was that? The Seahawks. Oh, the Seahawks win. The Lions are eliminated. Oh shit! So the Lions have nothing to play for. Are they really? Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't realize that. I didn't know either. At the NFL for flexing that game. Ooh. So wait, sorry. Who are the Hawks Hawks playing again? The Rams. The Hawks are playing the Rams. I'm picking the. I'm picking the Rams now. (laughs) I'm picking the Rams. They're picking with the Hawks. We all want the real Lions. It's a divisional game, so the Lions would play hard. They're going to try to make the Packers miss the playoffs at all costs. I don't think playoffs is. Even something that's like a motivating factor for them, I think the Lions just want to play for their coach, and they're going to go out. They're going to play regardless. And I think it helps that they have a top five pick. Yeah, regardless of where they finish. Yeah, so they really go go and win and get their own pick and beat Green Bay and beat Green Bay. Yeah, Green Bay. That that's something to play for itself. Exactly. Yeah, are in. Knowing that if you beat Green Bay, they're also not in. And you're going to make Eric Rodgers yeah. a stupid face like Yeah, and for someone that grew up in, in Michigan, I live in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, which is like predominantly Green Bay Packers country. 
Yeah. Like, the Lions fans, like, they have a huge chip... Yeah, exactly. They have a huge chip on their shoulder. They just want something to prove. And I think that the team, as well, is buying into that identity. And I think, regardless of the situation, they're going to they're gonna play their hearts out. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, I'm going to put y'all on the spot. Okay. Because we're sitting right in front of the brewer. And we have to give the chocolate raspberry corner a yeasty score. Ooh. Uh, we may as well do the double IPA as well. Um, 7.9 yeasties for the chocolate raspberry porter. 7.9? Yeah. Okay. And that's from someone who, and Sean knows this, because we've both been honest with each other about our beers over the years. I don't like raspberry beers. And I like that beer. And I tried to make this beer a porter with a beer with yes. raspberry. That, that, that's why I like it. And, and like I said earlier in the podcast, yeah. It's one of those things where, like, there's so much dark roasted malt, and then there's raspberry character, and you can get that kind of, like, sour or astringent or both. And I didn't get sour, and I didn't get astringent or, like, roasted, too overly roasted. And I, I thought it was a really well-balanced beer, and I liked it. There you go. I, I very much enjoyed it, and I wasn't really sure going into it. I was thinking Black Forest Cake. I'm not a huge fan. Uh, it worked fucking phenomenally. I'm going to go 8.25. 8. I was going to go 7.4. Yeasties. 7.4 Yeasties. Take it. That's uh, a great score. For the double IPA? Double IPA. I'm going, and I'm going to preface this with, this double IPA is what I would expect if I go back and visit like my family in the States. This is like double IPAs in the States. It's like, Somewhere in that medium ground of like being an American IPA, where it's like clear-ish, it's not hazy, it's not clear, it's not bitter, it's not super thick and viscous. It's really easy to drink, which is dangerous. Dangerous for what is this? Eight point one percent? Yeah, it's somewhere in there. Eight. 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 Yeah. yeah, it's like it's got all. It hits all the notes you want. It's got a decent bit of body. Citra comes out nice. It's not oniony or chivey like citrus sometimes can be. So I'm going to say 8.3 yeasties. I really like this. This is a good beer. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, this... You heard my reaction right off the bat. First sip was immediately like, oh, hello. Um, <laughs> We've been known to like hops. Citrus to me... Citra is one of those hops that I... I kind of gravitate to. Um, I love the citrus notes to it. I love the fruitiness. I love the rind. I love that little bit of bitterness. I'm going to give this an 8.75. 8.75. We like hops, people. We do like hops. Yeah, this is my kind of IPA. I was going to go 8.6. Suck it. Um, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what else to say. But we are literally so basic. Very crushable. We like IPAs so much. Man, a lot of people don't like IPAs. That's true. This is also coming from a guy... I'm making fun of myself right now, and I have a hop tattooed on my arm, so... There's that. I am basic beyond all means. Basic bitch brewer tattoo. Um, <laughs> uh, actually, no, I've got uh, barley. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you want 8.6? 8.6. Alright, 8.6. Is that your highest? Boy, howdy. No, I gave the... Uh, that uh, uh, the Belgian Dubal oh, the, uh, the uh, quad. container container the, uh, rum soaked the rum soaked one I see oh that one was very good yeah. 
Oh, okay. Oh. Folks, if you haven't had that one, go to Container yeah, it's Demand. It's it. a Container Danger Oh, yeah, I did have that one. Yeah. 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 It's it's really, really good. Like, really the, the series, the, like, single double. Yeah. I had a flavor. I was getting a temporal release. Yeah. And then I just saw they had all these Belgian beers. I'm like, get the flight of this. Shout out to Tristan. Temporal or artisanal ales. I got a flight where the lowest percent was like seven. And I was like, great. Here you go. I'm like, serve it early. Um, Sean, do you have anything else to say to the people before we sign off here? I also am starving. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty hungry too. Actually, I had a. I had a go, go ahead. Sign off on salsa. I had another question. I gotta find it. I'm not prepared. That for the for yourself, or even for the brewery. Oh, promote our anniversary. Yeah, mid uh, February, whatever that Saturday is. Hold up my calendar. It is February 11th. Is our seventh anniversary. It'll be a wild pale ale coming out. Super excited about it. Come drink it. Yeah, come get it in you. We'll probably be here. Thanks yes. for having me on. So we drank your cold pints. I want a hot take from you. One one sports, one beer hot take before we go. I want a, I want an NFL and an NHL hot take. Aside from the fact that Quinn Hughes is better than Wierenski, that is a hot take. That's a hot take. That's a fact. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. NFL and NHL rest of season for this year hot take. One of each. So the NFL. Oh, that's a tough one. Jake Marsden's Super Bowl. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I hate them. The Dallas Cowboys make the Super Bowl. Oh. Make the Super Bowl. All right. Okay. I can't get you there when. No. Uh, like the I honestly I mean, don't fair. think that's a hot take because I think as like as it stands right now, they're the best team in the NFC. Regardless of record, how they've been playing last weeks. Nah. I disagree, but fair. <laughs> it might not be the hottest take, but I um, love what else for the rest of the season? I mean, we're right at the playoffs, so it's hard yeah. to maybe two sports okay. in there. Interesting. All right, NHL. Like the teams are locked in. There's not that much parity. Everyone's separating themselves from the dark. All right, well, but I'm going to go the Toronto Maple Leafs win around the playoffs. Oh, boy. <laughs> Hot take, I'm a Canucks fan, so I, okay. do not, I okay. do not want that to happen. Again, before we sign off, in a, you're a Canucks fan, I'm a Canucks fan, in a potential goal for that deal, what is something that you're looking in return? Top prospect and first round pick. Okay. I mean, I'm setting the ball as well. Yeah. You don't, so you don't think <laughs> yeah, a third round is out the window? It's a first round and a prospect. No. Look at the players that got first round. I, 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 yeah. A perennial 30 goal scorer? Sure. A person that's coming off a 30 goal season onto a career year? Coming off a goal season because he's in a contract year who may or may not ever hit 20 goals again? Oh. I think that's he also bad. Did oh. think there he also was their best player. Oh. So there's uh, personal nudity on this podcast. Um, yeah. Cool. That was fun. I liked having a guest. I liked having a brew. We really went heavy on beer. Um, there is for sure a way. Look I, at the players. I think, I think you're the, the one. This is like you. Living out the Waransky thingy now. You're the one of three. Like, Sean Gabriel has. He's, he's going to get more in that. First round and a second round. 
Drum detail Kaiser. Yes. Horvat is better than Kaiser. Horvat will get multiple picks. A prospect. It all depends sure. on. It, I think it. If Horvat was already signed, I could maybe. I will see it. Right. I, do not, I do not trust Max Management to actually make a count. I don't think they make a choice. You know what? The next management has done a good job at bringing players in. Who's Manko Mikhaev? Um, Barry's been a good addition. Barry's been a very good addition. Barry's been a fantastic addition. People don't like him because he's not super flashy. Like, he just does his job. He's a great puck retriever. Man. Yeah. And that's it. Um, their, their ability to bring talent in has been fantastic. Drafting, yet to be seen. Yeah, uh, Leonard, you know, take should have been the format's going to get prospected. I don't think that's, I think that's a lukewarm take. That's actually, like, that might be like, it because I think that's, like, too low of a return. I think he's going to get more out of it. I still think they trade JT. If, I, if, I think okay, it should have not. I think they should have been able to take that on. No, it's not. It's more years of that shit. At 8 million. With that shit attitude. There's a team. There's a team that I want him. A team, especially that's going into the playoffs for sure. I see him fitting in Pittsburgh. The rumor had it was Calgary was going to trade Wolf, Tanev. (laughs) (laughs) I made that up. Um, Thanks for coming on, Sean. This was a blast. Uh, Again, super easy to just ahead of the mic. Cheers. Clink, clink, clink. Thanks, Kaden, for saving the suck, bitches. Okay. All so praise be to the dog found. Uh, Jeff said. Go see That's all I'm <laughs>